Study Article 20. This article will be studied during the week of July 11th through 17th. Revelation What It Means for God's Enemies. Theme Text They gathered them together to the place that is called in Hebrew Armageddon. Revelation 16 16. Song 150. Seek God for your deliverance. Preview. The book of Revelation uses signs to identify God's enemies. The book of Daniel helps us understand what those signs mean. In this article, we will compare some of the prophecies in Daniel with similar prophecies in Revelation. In this way, We will be able to identify God's enemies. Then we will consider what will happen to them. Paragraph 1 Question What does the book of Revelation reveal concerning God's people? The book of Revelation reveals that God's heavenly kingdom has been established and that Satan has been expelled from heaven. That expulsion brings relief to the heavens, but it creates challenges for us. Why? Because Satan's anger is focused on those who faithfully serve Jehovah here on earth. Paragraph 2. Question. What will help us remain steadfast? How can we remain steadfast in the face of Satan's attacks? One thing that will help us is to know what the future holds. For example, in Revelation, the Apostle John describes some of the blessings that we will soon enjoy. Among those blessings will be the elimination of God's enemies. Let us now examine how Revelation describes these enemies and what will happen to them. God's Enemies Described in Signs. Paragraph 3 Question What are some of the signs portrayed in Revelation? In the very first verse, Revelation tells us that the information we are about to read is being presented in signs, that is, in symbolic language. God's enemies are described symbolically. We see a number of wild beasts. For example, there is a wild beast ascending out of the sea. It has ten horns and seven heads. Revelation 13.1. That beast is followed by another wild beast ascending out of the earth. That beast speaks like a dragon and makes fire come down out of heaven. Revelation 13:11 through 13. Then we see a different beast, a scarlet colored wild beast, which is being ridden by a prostitute. These three wild beasts represent long standing enemies of Jehovah God and his kingdom. Therefore, it is important that we identify them. Revelation 17:1 and 3. Paragraphs 4 and 5. Question. 
How does what is stated at Daniel seven fifteen through seventeen help us understand the meaning of these signs? Before we can learn who these enemies are, we need to understand what this symbolic language means. The key to understanding it is to allow the Bible to explain itself. Many of the symbols found in Revelation are already explained in other books of the Bible. For example, the prophet Daniel had a dream in which four huge beasts came out of the sea. Daniel seven one through three. Daniel records their significance. These huge beasts represent four kings or governments. Daniel seven fifteen through seventeen reads, "As for me, Daniel, my spirit was distressed within me because the visions of my head frightened me. I went near to one of those who were standing there to ask him about the true meaning of this. So he replied and made known to me the interpretation of these things. These huge beasts." Four in number are four kings who will stand up from the earth. That clear explanation helps us understand that the beasts described in Revelation must also refer to political powers. Let us now examine some of the signs described in Revelation, as we do. We will see how the Bible helps us identify what these signs mean. We will start with the series of wild beasts. First, we will identify whom they represent. Then, we will see what happens to these beasts. Finally, we will consider what these events mean for us. The identity of God's enemies revealed. Paragraph six. Question: What is the meaning of the seven-headed wild beast mentioned at Revelation thirteen one through four? What is the seven-headed wild beast? Revelation thirteen one through four reads, "And it stood still on the sand of the sea, and I saw a wild beast ascending out of the sea." With ten horns and seven heads, and on its horns ten diadems, but on its heads blasphemous names. Now the wild beast that I saw was like a leopard, but its feet were like those of a bear, and its mouth was like a lion's mouth. And the dragon gave to the beast its power and its throne and great authority. I saw that one of its heads seemed to have been fatally wounded, but its mortal wound had been healed, and all the earth followed the wild beast with admiration, and they worshipped the dragon because it gave the authority to the wild beast, and they worshipped the wild beast with the words, "Who is like the wild beast, and who can do battle with it?" We notice that this beast has the general appearance of a leopard, but the feet of a bear, and the mouth of a lion, and it has ten horns.
All of these are also features of the four beasts mentioned in Daniel chapter 7. Yet, here in the book of Revelation, these characteristics are combined into one beast, not four separate beasts. This wild beast does not represent just one government or world empire. It is spoken of as ruling over every tribe and people and tongue and nation. So, it must be greater than any single national government. Revelation 13:7. This wild beast, then, must represent all the political powers that have dominated humankind down through history. The footnote reads. Another indication that the seven headed beast represents all the political powers is that it has ten horns. The number ten is often used in the Bible to denote completeness. End of footnote. Paragraph seven. Question. What do each of the seven heads of the wild beast represent? What do each of the seven heads represent? A clue is found in Revelation chapter 17, which describes an image of the beast mentioned in Revelation chapter 13. At Revelation 17:10, we are told, There are seven kings, five have fallen, one is, and the other has not yet arrived, but when he does arrive, He must remain a short while. Of all the political powers that Satan has used, seven have stood out prominently as heads. These are the world empires that have had a considerable impact on God's people. By the Apostle John's day, five of these had already appeared on the world scene: Egypt, Assyria, Babylon. Medo-Persia and Greece, the sixth world power, Rome, was still ruling when John received the revelation. What would prove to be the seventh and final world power or head? Paragraph eight. Question: Whom does the seventh head of the wild beast represent? As we will see. The prophecies in the book of Daniel help us identify the seventh and final head of the wild beast. What world power has been ruling during this time of the end, during the Lord's day? Revelation one ten. It is the combination of the United Kingdom and the United States of America. In other words, the Anglo-American world power. We may therefore conclude that it is the seventh head of the wild beast mentioned at Revelation thirteen one through four. Paragraph nine. Question: What is represented by the wild beast with two horns like a lamb? Revelation chapter thirteen goes on to tell us that this seventh head, the Anglo-American world power. Also acts as a wild beast with two horns like a lamb, but it began speaking like a dragon. This beast performs great signs, even making fire come down out of heaven to the earth, 
in the sight of mankind. Revelation 13:11 through 15. Revelation chapter 16 and 19 describe this wild beast as the false prophet. Revelation 16:13 and chapter 19 verse 20. Daniel mentions something similar, namely that the Anglo-American world power would bring terrible destruction. Daniel 8:24. Footnote: That is exactly what happened during World War II. The two atomic bombs that played a decisive role in ending that war in the Pacific were the results of a joint effort by British and American scientists. The Anglo-American world power, in effect, made fire come down out of heaven to the earth. Paragraph ten. Question. What does the image of the wild beast represent? Next, we see another wild beast. This one looks almost the same as the seven-headed wild beast, with the exception that it is scarlet-colored. It is called the image of the wild beast and is described as an eighth king. The footnote reads. Unlike the first wild beast, the image does not have crowns or diadems on its horns. This is because it springs from the seven other kings and is dependent on them for its authority. See the web article on jw.org. What is the scarlet-colored beast of Revelation chapter seventeen? End of footnote. Revelation chapter thirteen verses fourteen and fifteen reads, "It misleads those who dwell on the earth, because of the signs that it was permitted to perform in the sight of the wild beast, while it tells those who dwell on the earth to make an image to the wild beast that had the sword stroke and yet revived, and it was permitted to give breath to the image of the wild beast." So that the image of the wild beast should both speak and cause to be killed all those who refuse to worship the image of the wild beast. Chapter seventeen, verse three reads, "And he carried me away in the power of the spirit into a wilderness, and I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet-colored wild beast." That was full of blasphemous names, and that had seven heads and ten horns. Verse eight reads, "The wild beast that you saw was, but is not, and yet is about to ascend out of the abyss, and it is to go off into destruction, and the inhabitants of the earth." Those whose names have not been written in the scroll of life from the founding of the world will be amazed when they see how the wild beast was, but is not, and yet will be present. Verse eleven reads, "And the wild beast that was, but is not, it is also an eighth king, but it springs from the seven, and it goes off into destruction."
This king is spoken of as coming into existence, then going out of existence, and later reappearing. How well this description fits the United Nations organization, which promotes the interests of the worldwide political system. It existed first as the League of Nations. Then it went out of existence during World War II. It later emerged again in its present day form. Paragraph 11. Question. What do the political beasts stir up, and why do we have nothing to fear from them? By means of their propaganda, the political beasts stir up opposition to Jehovah and his people. Symbolically, they gather the kings of the entire inhabited earth together to the War of Armageddon, which is the great day of God the Almighty. Revelation 16, 13, 14, and 16. But we will have nothing to fear. Our great God, Jehovah, will react swiftly to save all those who support his rulership. Paragraph 12. Question. What will happen to all the beasts? What happens to all the beasts? Revelation 19.20 answers. The wild beast was caught, and along with it the false prophet that performed in front of it the signs with which he misled those who received the mark of the wild beast and those who worship its image. While still alive, they both were hurled into the fiery lake that burns with sulfur. So while they are still functioning, these political enemies of God will be destroyed forever. Paragraph 13. Question. What challenge confronts Christians because of the world's governments? What does this mean for us? As Christians, we must be loyal to God and His kingdom. To do so, We need to remain neutral with regard to this world's political affairs. Such neutrality can be extremely difficult, though, because the world's governments demand our full support, both in word and in deed. Those who succumb to their pressure receive the mark of the wild beast. Any who receive that mark, however, Will incur Jehovah's disapproval and lose out on everlasting life. How important it is then for each one of us to maintain strict neutrality, no matter what pressure is put on us to do otherwise. An inglorious end for the great prostitute. Paragraph 14. Question. What surprising thing does the Apostle John next see, as described at Revelation 17, 3-5? The Apostle John mentions that he was greatly amazed by something else he saw. What was it? A woman riding one of these ferocious beasts. Revelation 17, 1, 2, and 6. 
she is portrayed as a great prostitute and is called Babylon the Great. She commits sexual immorality with the kings of the earth. Revelation 17, 3-5 reads, And he carried me away in the power of the Spirit into a wilderness, and I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet-colored wild beast that was full of blasphemous names, and that had seven heads and ten horns. The woman was clothed in purple and scarlet, and she was adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls, and she had in her hand a golden cup that was full of disgusting things and the unclean things of her sexual immorality. On her forehead was written a name, a mystery, Babylon the Great, the mother of the prostitutes and of the disgusting things of the earth. Paragraphs 15 and 16. Question. Who is Babylon the Great, and how do we know? Who is Babylon the Great? This woman cannot represent a political organization, because she is spoken of as committing immorality with the world's political leaders. In fact, she endeavors to control these rulers, symbolically writing them. Additionally, she cannot represent the greedy commercial elements of Satan's world. These are portrayed separately as the merchants of the earth. Revelation 18, 11, 15, and 16. In the Scriptures, the term prostitute can refer to those who claim to serve God but engage in some form of idolatry or in some other way become friends of the world. By contrast, those who faithfully worship God are referred to as being chaste or as virgins. Ancient Babylon was a center of false worship. So then, Babylon the Great must represent all forms of false worship. In fact, she is the world empire of false religion. See the web article on jw.org, What is Babylon the Great? Paragraph 17, Question. What will happen to Babylon the Great? What will happen to Babylon the Great? Revelation 17, 16 and 17 answers that question this way. The ten horns that you saw, and the wild beast, these will hate the prostitute, and will make her devastated and naked, and they will eat up her flesh and completely burn her with fire. For God put it into their hearts to carry out His thought. Yes, Jehovah will motivate the nations to use the scarlet-colored wild beast, that is, the United Nations, to turn on the world empire of false religion and completely destroy it. Paragraph 18. Question. How can we make sure that we have nothing to do with Babylon the Great? 
What does this mean for us? We need to maintain the form of worship that is clean and undefiled from the standpoint of our God. James 1.27 Never would we want to allow ourselves to be influenced by the false teachings, the pagan celebrations, the lax moral standards, and the spiritistic practices of Babylon the Great. And we would continually call out to people to get out of her so that they can avoid sharing in her guilt before God. Revelation 18.4 The Judgment on God's Greatest Enemy Paragraph 19 Question Who is the great fiery-colored dragon? The book of Revelation also describes a great fiery-colored dragon. Revelation 12.3 This dragon fights against Jesus and his angels. It attacks God's people, and it gives power to the political beasts. Who is this dragon? It is the original serpent, the one called Devil and Satan. Revelation 12.9 He is the one behind all the other enemies of Jehovah. Paragraph 20 Question What will happen to the dragon? What happens to the dragon? Revelation chapter 20 verses 1 through 3 explains that an angel will hurl Satan into an abyss, which represents a prison-like confinement. During that confinement, Satan will not mislead the nations anymore until the 1,000 years have ended. Finally, Satan and his demons will be destroyed once and for all represented by their being hurled into the lake of fire and sulfur. Revelation 20.10 Just imagine a world without Satan and his demons. What a wonderful time that will be! Paragraph 21 Question Why can we be happy about what we have read in the book of Revelation? How encouraging it is to understand the meaning of these signs that are recorded in the book of Revelation. Not only have we been able to identify the enemies of Jehovah, but we have also seen what will happen to them. Yes, happy is the one who reads aloud and those who hear the words of this prophecy. Revelation 1.3 But once God's enemies have been removed, what blessings will faithful mankind enjoy? We will discuss that in the final article of this series. The following is supplementary information. The Wild Beasts of Daniel and Revelation Four Huge Beasts Paragraphs 4 and 7. They come out of the sea. Daniel 7, 1 through 8, and 15 through 17. They symbolize 
world powers that had significant dealings with God's people starting in Daniel's time. The Seven-Headed Wild Beast Paragraph 6 through 8 It ascends out of the sea and has seven heads, ten horns, and ten diadems. Revelation 13, 1 through 4 It symbolizes all political powers that have dominated mankind throughout history. The seven heads symbolize seven world powers that have had significant dealings with God's people. A wild beast with two horns like a lamb. Paragraph 9 It ascends out of the earth and speaks like a dragon. It makes fire come down out of heaven and performs signs as the false prophet. Revelation 13, 11 through 15, chapter 16, verse 13, and chapter 19, verse 20. As a two-horned beast and a false prophet, Anglo-America misleads earth's inhabitants and tells them to make an image of the wild beast that has seven heads and ten horns. A Scarlet-Colored Wild Beast Paragraphs 10 and 14 through 17 It is being ridden by a prostitute, Babylon the Great. The beast is described as an eighth king. At first, the prostitute controls the wild beast, but later she is destroyed by it. The prostitute represents the world empire of false religion. The beast today represents the United Nations, which promotes the interests of the worldwide political system. The Fiery-Colored Dragon Paragraphs 19 and 20 Satan gives authority to the wild beast. As Jehovah's greatest enemy, Satan will be abyssed for one thousand years. After that, Satan will be hurled into the lake of fire and sulfur. Returning to the article. Do you remember? How can we understand the meaning of the signs in the book of Revelation? Why must we remain neutral with regard to political issues? How can we make sure that we are not influenced by Babylon the Great? Song 23 Jehovah Begins His Rule End of Article